It's time for All Hands on Tech. Climb on board as we explore all the amazing things happening in Nova Scotia's tech sector. Each episode, we'll chat with local experts to uncover the secrets of what makes Nova Scotia the best place for collaboration, innovation, and creativity. All Hands on Tech is proudly produced by Digital Nova Scotia, the industry association for Nova Scotia's growing tech sector. Welcome back to All Hands on Tech. I'm Claire. And I'm Ashley. Our guest today has pioneered the virtual care space since 2016. Dialogue is Canada's premier virtual healthcare and wellness platform, providing affordable on-demand access to quality care. Their one-stop healthcare hub provides access to services 24 hours per day from the convenience of a smartphone, computer, or tablet. So here today to tell us more about how it works is Nathan Thompson, an account executive with Dialogue here in Halifax. Welcome. Thanks for having me. So before we kind of get into the questions, um, we'd love if you could tell us a little bit more about Dialogue and um, your role. Yeah, for sure. So uh, as you said, I'm an account executive here in Halifax. Uh, I oversee the Atlantic, though. So all the Atlantic provinces, um, working with organizations to help their employees with their health and well-being. Uh, but yeah, kind of overview of Dialogue is we were founded in 2016. You hit the nail on the head. <laughs> um, went public in uh, 2021. So Montreal-based, um, really kind of some cool stats in around. Like we represent probably about 15% of Canadians. So oh, 15% cool. of Canadians have access to our platform. About 5 million, I guess, is that number? Wow. Yeah, so that's through, you know, insurer partners like Sun Life and Canada Life. Mm -hmm. So they both have uh, access to our platforms and kind of have their own little versions with us powering it on the back end. But really a, a good chunk of Canadians have uh, one place to go for their physical health, their mental health. Um, that 5 million is probably representing about 50,000 organizations too. Wow, that's really good market share for, you know, just starting things off in 2016. It's impressive. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was kind of seen as a little bit of a disruptor. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure we'll kind of get into some of those pieces too of like, what did it take to kind of be different? Yeah. Um, how do you come alongside a, you know, a public health system yeah. went being fully private because we are a full B2B model. So it is, you know, employer paid. There is, uh, you know, no piece of the pie for the the actual employee or the end user to pay. Right. We're fully private. Nothing's being billed back to provincial uh, governments, anything along those lines. We are employing doctors, employing nurse practitioners, psychotherapists, counselors, anybody that we would need under our roof mm -hmm. to support Canadians, whether it comes to you know, telemedicine, employee assistance programs, things like that. And when did you, um, because I know Dialogue is one of our more recent members, at least within the past year here um, at Digital Nova Scotia. So when did you kind of move out here to Atlantic Canada? Yeah, so I think the the move for, you know, Dialogue to come into Atlantic Canada, I guess is me, just because yeah. I'm the, the first um, person stationed in Atlantic Canada overseeing Atlantic Canada. Mm -hmm. We had members of our Quebec team uh, working in the region, uh, having some really you know, good success. But Dialogue was looking to be intentional, intentional to grow, intentional to help mm -hmm. Atlantic Canadians. That was a big piece for me coming on board. So uh, September 2022, I came on board, uh, was looking for something new as a member of an organization that is a Digital Nova Scotia member uh, and looking for a piece that I knew I was going to have impact in, mm -hmm. looking for balance for my family. And dialogue checked those boxes. Like when I looked at what I could do to help people in my own backyard, looked at, you know, the state of where people would need uh, the most assistance 
and it made the choice pretty clear. So dialogue was intentional about growing. I was pretty intentional about what my next steps would be. And uh, it's been a lot of fun ever since. And uh, so they were having good success in the region and just looking to Mm -hmm. uh, build upon that. Very cool. Well, we are going to talk about the impact a little bit more um, in a bit, but we do have some rapid fire questions just to get to know Nathan a little bit better. Okay. (laughs) Um, I'll start us off. This is just your social media preferences. So what's your favorite social media platform? Instagram. Okay. Me too. I would agree with that. Yeah, we don't have yeah. any TikTok fans over here. Or? Not me. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I, I, I've never even been on it. Oh, don't come on. Don't date yourself like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've Real? heard it said like, uh, so I, I guess we like Instagram more so. We mm-hmm. just see the same content in Reels just two yeah. weeks later. Exactly. Yeah, we're That's getting the same true. thing, just a, a little bit said. delayed. I think it's so funny when people people kind of gloat that they're not on tiktok like it's this big thing but then they like share reels i'm like that is a tiktok do you understand like that is mm. just a tiktok yeah through and through that's funny yeah i'm just not cool enough to be <laughs> that up to date. you know your lane and you stay in it i respect exactly. that yeah. yeah well part of me is just like reels are addicting enough i don't need to get another app that i'm just going to be scrolling on i don't need i don't have enough time for that right <laughs> that's a good point it yeah. is yeah it's it's danger zone for sure i find like there's topics too like mm. I, I find i have go-to people that I'm going to send yeah. like specific genre of reels to. Like I know oh, that yeah, yeah. so-and-so <laughs> is my go-to for like whatever. I know right. that and my wife is going to get like a lot of the the joke parenting reels. Right, like right. That type of stuff. Um, so yeah, it's it's easy. But again, we're that like two weeks behind, I think. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that like a relationship now is just sending reels back and forth to each other oh, throughout I, the I day? Oh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. You can build a whole Funny life around reels. that. <laughs> yeah. Friends you haven't like seen in a room in yeah. years, but yeah. like you know wouldn't miss it. a day of like <laughs> yeah. not sending a, a reel or a post back and forth. Oh, that's so <laughs> awesome. All right. Kind of spinning off of that. Do you prefer email, Slack or phone call? I'm a phone call person. I love yeah. that. There's not a lot of those around. No, anymore, there's yeah. not. Um, all for a good email. All uh, all for Slack, but I'd just rather hop on the phone. Like even my friends, like I'm that terrible friend that <laughs> calls people. <laughs> that like they have to answer. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're my only friend that calls me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'd rather just chat with someone, and yeah. you just get so much accomplished, like mm. right off the bat. I'm really into the voice notes. Um, oh yeah. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I could get it, on board with that. It though. always looks like I'm like vlogging, but I'm just like sending these <laughs> personal voice notes to my friends. And <laughs> so I'm really that's maybe that's just a phase, but that is my new obsession right now. You know? I'd like to see the reaction of like friends that aren't used to it. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen like the reel that the person's pretending like they're vlogging about like their morning routine? <laughs> yeah. And their friend is just completely shocked beside them. Just be like, that is not you. You are not that person. <laughs> so I, I, I want to see the reactions of like the the voice note uh, vlogging type mm. thing. Honestly. And uh, you know, I, it would be a good idea to survey the recipients of these voice notes because sometimes I'll, I'll just keep talking and no one else is, you know, it's just me talking at them and I'll look and it's like 12 minutes of me, just like a dialogue. I'm like, they probably actually hate this, but if I, I had a lot to say. If I a 12 minute voice note from you, I would not listen. 12 See? minutes? Well, this is why I should it's do a survey. <laughs> no, I don't want to do a survey. <laughs> I'm happy. Oh, these are supposed to be rapid fire. These are not <laughs> rapid, but anyways. That might be my fault. No, 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 no. no. Um, okay, are you an early bird or a night owl? A little bit of both. Um, so a little bit of a night owl. Definitely always was, then had kids, mm. and then you have no choice. <laughs> yeah. So I've kind of discovered that you still can be a night owl, and you can go out with friends. You can go to events that are late at night. 
uh, you just pay for it. <laughs> That's all. Like there's no recuperating. Right. Like when you don't have kids, the recuperating is you either sleep in. Right. You have a nap in the middle of the day, which sometimes you can do when you have kids, if they do. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just that you got to live with your decision to go out that night before and go with no sleep. You got to really want it. Yeah. yeah. That's a life lesson. <laughs> Pick and choose. Pick and choose. <laughs> okay. And what is your favorite part about working for Dialogue? Good question. There's a lot. The people are great. Yeah. Uh, I have an incredible team that I get to work with. I hate to call it a product, but that's called a platform. Mm-hmm. The platform is fantastic. Like we'll get into a little bit of that, I think, too, just about my personal experience mm-hmm. with it. So that's a big piece. And I guess married with that would just be bringing that to other people, like allowing people into that world of like, oh, my gosh, this has helped my family so much. Um, what could it do for you and yours? And I, I hear stories all the time about, you know, how it's helped people mm-hmm. and, you know, whether it's their kids or their spouse or um, themselves that's just like, hey, I, yeah, I hopped on. I spoke with someone about my mental health and it really helped. Mm-hmm. I, like I heard, a, I heard a testimonial today that from our team that, you know, that someone wrote a review saying that, you know, they were on the verge of committing suicide. And they spoke to one of our practitioners and they felt that they had hope and wanted to live again. Wow. Like I, I come from impact. Yeah. Right. I come from a background in like copier sales and and tech sales. And there's always this old adage of like, well, we're not saving lives. Right. Mm. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you didn't make the sale. We're not saving lives. Mm -hmm. It's flipped on its head a little bit, which is fun, exciting Mm. uh, and meaningful. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, there's the potential of, saving someone's life yeah that's incredible that is incredible yeah you must have a lot of um that must feel good you know at the end of a work day to know that the impact that it's having and we're gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna talk more about that I'm excited to hear some more stories and like you mentioned how it's actually had an impact on your family um because I know you have a young family so I'm excited to hear more about that but let's start maybe at the beginning because you did say you know the integrated health platform so walk walk us through kind of um you know, what it is, how it works on the patient side, but then also on the healthcare professional side as well. Yeah, for sure. So I think that, you know, one of the key pieces I mentioned about being a disruptor, mm-hmm. I think that one of the mindsets there was that, and I guess the pandemic really highlighted a lot of this, that there was certain spaces within employee benefits that, you know, were all over the place. So you might have you know, a a section for employee care or an employee assistant program. You might have a wellness plan or something along those lines. But, you know, it was fragmented. It was like, where do you go? Mm -hmm. And I think that human resources teams had a tough time of getting that education out there, you know, really providing the best support that they could. I know that they absolutely would, but how much does that get across? I'll say this too. I, I've been part of companies that had access to dialogue through an insurer and I had no idea. Right. Yeah. Right. So um, it's empowering those teams to know that they only have one spot to go. And I think that's the beauty of the integration. Um, there's a demo that, you know, that I do that I'll go through a little bit of a scenario and it's a physical health thing that then translate into a mental health thing. The example I use is insomnia. So somebody has insomnia. They go, they meet with a doctor. The doctor says, okay, you have insomnia for sure, but it's induced by stress. So I'm going to prescribe you something to help in the meantime. 
but you really need to be speaking to someone about your mental health. You really need to be working on your sleep hygiene. And through that, the next step is to book an appointment with a, a mental health practitioner. Mm-hmm. Traditional model, you're going, okay, well, what's my number for mm-hmm. my mental health support? Where do I go find that? Okay, I got to reach out to my HR team, but I don't want them to know that you know mm-hmm. I need help on the mental health side. Where on our platform and everything's integrated, it actually takes you into, okay, this is your care plan. You just get off the, a virtual call with a doctor. They are then providing you next steps. Mm. Here's your prescription. Here's what it is. And you're going to take it in short term until you know we bridge the gap. Then you're going to focus on these sleep habits. I'm going to provide you with some resources on good sleep habits. And I want you to speak to a mental health practitioner. That actually flips out that, okay, I'm going to exit my care plan that the doctor just laid out. And boom, you get a link to book an appointment same day. You're going to book an appointment with a mental health specialist. You know, they're going to talk to me about how I'm feeling. Well, you know, where's this coming from? In this scenario, the, you know, the stress is financial. So big piece there. We have support for that. We have, uh, mm. you know, with our employees, this program, you can get financial support. It goes pretty deep. It goes into right. you're not sleeping because you're not active. You know, sitting is a new smoking or being sedentary is just unhealthy. So get up, move. We have resources for that. Right. Digs deeper. And kind of whatever kind of it leads to, you're saying you have different resources for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I get how it works, obviously, on the patient side. You know, you, you need an appointment. You would book one through the platform. I, I, I am just a little bit curious on the flip side, like we mentioned from the healthcare professional side. Are they are all working from home? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, good question. I think that, you know, a huge piece of us being able to provide, like, the service level that we do is from those practitioners being staff. Mm-hmm. So they are employees of Dialog. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So okay. they might work part time for Dialog. They might right. work part time in a public system, but nothing's being billed back to provincial governments. So they are being paid per hour. Um, and when uh, when you look at kind of like their run of the day, we're actually scheduling based on fifteen minute increments. So we're using data analytics to, I guess, educate. You know, when we're going to see those peaks and valleys of people online and consults. We do 3,800, on average, 3,800 consults per day. Wow. Wow. So that makes us the busiest hospital in Canada. Yeah. When you look at some of the major cities are doing maybe five to 600. Do you just operate in Canada? We do. Right. Yeah. So. I guess it would change the game because everyone has, you know, in the states, it's private health care. Like, it's probably right. a totally different scenario. Licensing. Yeah. Mm. It's a big piece, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. We do only operate in Canada um, for this. We do have. You know, a UK team. Uh, we do have, I guess, some international reach, but you know, for all intents and purposes, with this, yeah, it'd be Canadian. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. That's cool. I didn't yeah. realize that you know the healthcare professionals were technically staff. You know, yeah. of dialogue that makes a lot more sense. Well, and it, it helps us just to, I guess, really focus on health outcomes. Mm-hmm. So some other models might look a little bit like Uber, where someone. A, you know, you have a network of practitioners that can hop on when they're available. And, and not to say that, you know, any of them do, but could pump through, um, you know, consults, build them back, make some money that way. Again, not insinuating that they do, but that could happen. Mm. Um, where, you know, we are really looking at healthcare outcomes. So when we're, I say that we're doing, you know, 3,800 consults per day, 
we're probably auditing a thousand per week. We have a medical review board that they oversee those audits. And all of those processes, you know, into our security, like, you know, SOC 2 type 2 security, all of that has gone into, you know, big audits, even into the point of us actually receiving the Accreditation Canada Primer Award, which is kind of cool. So I think that is cool. Definitely the first. I believe we're the only uh, telemedicine company to have that. That's awesome. Yeah. Very important work you're doing. Super important. And you already talked a lot about how, you know, you go beyond primary care and you go into mental health support. Can you just expand a little bit on the importance of integrating mental health services into telemedicine and how dialogue approaches this aspect of care? Yeah, for sure. And I think it goes like back to talk about that fragmented access a little Mm -hmm. bit. You know, just knowing that a lot of times just healthcare is connected, whether it's mental or physical. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's providing those uh, supports at you know someone's fingertips. So you know, despite reducing like the stigma around mental health support, because mm-hmm. I think that we are working to reduce it, but it's still there. Mm-hmm. So you know, we want to meet people where they're at. So when you look at what we do from a mental health standpoint, I say that you know, and how do you meet people where they're at? Well, the, I guess the first step is assessing that. We use a couple different questionnaires, so PHQ-9 and GAD-7 questionnaires. So we want to ask people questions to, you know, I guess, assess their well-being score so that we can, one, base that on who they need to meet with in a stepped care situation. Are they going to meet with a mental health specialist? Are they going to meet with a counselor right away? Are they going to meet with a, you know, a therapist or a psychotherapist? And then how do we improve it? So, you know, we typically see up to a 45% improvement in well-being score early on into just, you know, a, a cycle of sessions, which is really cool. Yeah, that is cool. Do you, do you have any stats around how many people come in looking for, you know, primary care and then it turns out being linked to, you know, mental health? It's a good question. <laughs> That's a really good question. I hit you with the stat question without, you know, sending it to you in advance. So <laughs> just wondering, you know. Um. Not right off, you know, not right off of those that would be um, connected. We would have stats on reporting for, you know, specific clients that, you know, who is coming in and not the person themselves, but, you know, from a, an overall population or overall usage standpoint, like, Mm -hmm. you know, who's using it for telemedicine, who's using it like for uh, ear, nose, throat, who's using it for uh, dermatology, like not people, but again, just stats. Like percentage of yeah. the you know employees that are using it, what are they using it for? Cool. Same thing on the mental health side. Yeah. And there would be some overlap there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Well, I mean, it's no secret that there's obviously gaps, especially, well, I shouldn't even say especially because we all know there's like a long list for a family doctor here in Nova Scotia, but, you know, especially for some of those mental health supports. So just kind of filling some of those gaps is super important and obviously, you know, is a game changer for a lot of people. You did talk about impact off the beginning. So maybe can you share some success stories or maybe some examples of how dialogue has positively impacted some of your clients? Yeah, for sure. And like I said, I I hear about it all the time, which Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite parts about the job. Just, you know, I've heard it on the mental health side of things. I've heard it on uh, like the wellness and activity side of things Um, and then physical health. Mm-hmm. And I think one of my favorite pieces and really how it resonates with with my clients is that it helps me personally, like that, you know, my family has been positively affected by dialogue. So 
uh, when I look at, it can be really small things. Mm-hmm. So I think that, like, Ashley, you and I kind of bonded over yeah. ch- chatting about, like, what's come home from daycare in the last, like, six months when, exactly. you know, we were chatting at an event not that long ago. And it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, my kid had that. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, yeah, my kid yeah. had that, too. And, you know, and I don't mean to interrupt because no, I know please. you have a good story, but I was just thinking the other day, I was like, I just need to see a doctor because, yeah, Marley was just not feeling great. And I was like, I would just love a prescription. But sometimes even just getting that prescription is so hard. And I have a family yeah. doctor, but, you know, they're booking a week out. And I'm That's not sure good. if I'm going to be sick in a week. <laughs> so, yeah, a week out is pretty good. Yeah, I know. But it's, yeah. Anyways, you can. No, I, I totally hear you. <laughs> but I thought about that conversation and I was like, dialogue would be super helpful right now. <laughs> so a couple scenarios that like um, ring true to kind of what you were just saying. Yeah. So probably about six weeks ago, both of my kids had pink eye, right? So. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Both. And like, not at the same time, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Just like. That'd be too fair. Yeah. Way too fair. <laughs> so uh, different times, but both times we, we logged on. Uh, logged on to dialogue. We're on with a nurse practitioner within half an hour. No, it's not always that quick. Sometimes it's quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've roughly been in around like 20 minutes, half hour. Like the longest we've waited is like 45 minutes. Um, but we're on with a nurse practitioner. In the intake, you know, they're asking for pictures of the eye, things like that. We had an ointment within like an hour and a half. Wow. You know, drive down to our local pharmacy and uh, and pick it up. And it's it's in my kid's eye. 24 hours from there, they're not contagious anymore. That means they're back to daycare. That means I don't have to miss work. My mm-hmm. wife doesn't have to miss work. She's a teacher. Like, she's uh, She's got enough on her plate right now. Uh, and it's huge. Like, that is an impact, like, on my family. Like, it's it, stress limiter yeah, for sure. Um, and then, you know, not that long ago, it's been a bit of a journey, but... Um, we started one morning with, with my oldest son. He's just over three and a half. And he started complaining one morning, just about not feeling good. So there was like some tummy things going on. I will spare you some details. <laughs> and uh, But there were a couple of reasons why we thought to, to consult. So we hopped on just a little after seven in the morning before daycare. He's there for it, of course. And just kind of, you know, talking away. Yeah, my belly hurts. And um, the nurse practitioner gave us you know, some things to look out for. Like, yeah, you know, can see these uncomfortable. Um, here's some things to look out for. If they don't get better, then we'll follow up. They follow up within two days, mm-hmm. right? Things hadn't got better. So we go on to that next step of um, doing some blood work. And so, you know, through that journey, it does, you know, marry into the public system for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But going through that journey and starting from a dialogue consult, we actually discovered that he has celiac. And has wow. been diagnosed with celiac. Wow. So it's been a major transition for my family over right. the last month. Like right. Throwing out toasters. Right. Cleaning out every cupboard in the house. Right. Um, food change, of course. And me, uh, you know, grabbing business lunches and eating gluten. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, that all started with a, a dialogue consult. And it just started that journey to the point of where that's a major family life shift and that's, a big impact. That's a big deal. Right. You know, sometimes doctors wouldn't necessarily jump to that level of testing right away you know because there's so many other things so the fact that you were able to like get blood work and get that answer that big of an answer so quickly is is massive yeah yeah yeah, for sure and like it you know in the run of a story it makes it seem like a really quick turnaround it's not (laughs) always that quick like you got to get them in and there there certainly was a journey along with it Mm -hmm. Uh, but the start and end is a really positive outcome for us like it's it's no fun 
that you know we have to make these changes but he's a champ with it and you know we were walking through Costco the other day and we're walking through the like we see the cotton candy grapes I don't know if you've had those oh they're so good but they're delicious and oh, so we're walking by those and I, he sees them he's like dad grapes and then I see his little brain work and it goes he uh, looks at me and goes do they have gluten <laughs> it's like Aww. nobody you're good but everything is like do they have gluten no um, but it's uh, we found a ton of stuff that he does love and he does like so that's good. that's good but yeah through like that whole journey it was just one like we could find resources um, and two just to you know I guess be starting that process mm -hmm. and then we're very very fortunate to have places like the IWK too yeah. So. And I mean, and not to lose sight of the original, I think the big benefit of dialogue too, especially if we're talking young families is like, you didn't have to pack up your child who wasn't feeling well and get him in the car and drive across town to get to the doctor. Like you could do it all from the comfort of your home, which is, which is really a game changer, you know? For real. The, yeah. Yeah. And that is a experience in itself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but the one time that like I, course we were going to take um him in for like that initial testing in uh the IWK it wasn't even a testing it was like a consult with a GI specialist mm -hmm. like after all of this I was in Montreal my wife was taking uh our oldest and uh so she's doing it alone had to get him up in the morning all like dressed ready to go herself dressed ready to go into the IWK during mm -hmm. rush hour she's rushing around I, I don't know what the driving experience was like in the um, IWK and parkade. So yeah. she's in the parkade. Yeah. Probably, you know, zooming around a little bit, running late cause of, uh, uh, <laughs> because <laughs> of traffic. And he throws up all over himself. Oh. Oh. All over himself and no change of clothes. Like he's kind of past that point where we bring changes of clothes right. everywhere. Um, so we thought. And uh, yeah, they're just... That was the rest of her day. Like, <laughs> no, but really. And then you, you know, you have to pay for parking and then things happen, but you know, they get behind and then you are waiting yeah. for your appointment that's supposed to be at a certain time. Like there's just a lot that plays into it. So for a lot of people, it's great that this is an option. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh, like I said, like I, I do actually count it like a joy that yeah. I'm able to come alongside organizations and help their employees. And then, you know, there's, I guess that little bit of self side that I love to hear those stories coming back of like, this yeah. is how it helped. Yeah. Um, that's what I was looking for, like from an impact standpoint. Purpose, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, purpose, great word. Yeah, that's awesome. So obviously there's a ton of benefits. We can mm -hmm. tell that you're a big fan of dialogue <laughs> yeah. with us from an employee side, but also a user. Um, what about limitations? Or do you find there's any limitations or maybe some feedback from, from clients or, or healthcare professionals that things you're working towards? Yeah, sure. I, I think that, you know, it's, it's an education piece too of understanding that sure we are here to help, but what can we help with? Mm -hmm. Like what are those pieces? So uh, we like to think that uh, you know we can handle about seventy percent of non-urgent issues, um, but there's always going to be that kind of thirty percent that you do need to see someone for. Mm -hmm. You know our, our triage model is designed to cater to to all members and needs and demands, and you know where we do need to out refer. Like it's it's the answer is never going to be no, like from us. It's never just gonna be like okay, nope. You need to see someone else. We're gonna resource people the best that we can. Right. So if they're coming on, and I think that we're doing a great job of, uh, even before you get to the point of consult, you're hearing what we can help best with. 
Mm-hmm. Here's some of the things that we can help with. Here's some of the things we can't help with. Um, so we're preparing people as they're you know getting ready for their call. And yeah, I, I just think it's that piece of, okay, if we can't help virtually, mm-hmm. providing you with maybe where's the the fastest clinic that you need to do, whether that's, you know, location wise or that's wait time wise. And we right. have those resources that we can, you know, provide to people to say, here's what you need. Here's the questions to ask. Like I, I've, I've heard that personally of like, you know, you do need to go see someone, uh, but here's what you should be asking them. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't my wife writing a <coughs> list of questions to be like, you need to ask the doctor this, which, right. which I do get sometimes. <laughs> and that's super helpful. Sometimes you just want someone to tell you. Whether it's serious or not, right? Absolutely. Like when your newborn has a rash, like, is this something that I need to go to the ER for? Or is this like going to go away tomorrow? <laughs> we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I, I won't necessarily share that story for me. But yeah, um, yeah. prior to dialogue, like newborn baby first time yeah, around, having something that you're just you're not sure about. And I had, you know, a resource that we could call into that yeah. I phoned into that was like, it was almost an ultimatum. It was like, well, if this is happening, then take them. If this isn't happening, then don't. And it was a visual thing. It's like, I don't know. Mm, so right. yeah. I guess I'll just err on the side of caution and take yeah. them yeah. where I, I didn't need to. Yeah. And I think, too, when it comes to limitations, like you're in a good spot because people obviously know that dialogue is not able to do everything like you're going to have to go see someone if it's something serious or you know something a bit more physical so it's not like you have to do too much on that end to explain I'm sure to some people for the most part yeah yeah, I think that you know sometimes people come in with expectations that you know it's it's an online doctor they're just going to be able to help they're going to give me what I need it's not always the case I think we take things a little bit further than most too or you know Mm. we've spoken about that medical board there are things that may be diagnosed on other platforms that we wouldn't right um like an ear infection sometimes in in a child Mm. that uh you know there's a chance that without seeing that child that that could be mononucleosis and that is Mm. very serious right Right. so that's probably not something that we're gonna prescribe for or diagnose and you know i think that there's a lot of parents out there like i've seen an ear infection i know an ear infection Mm. so that could be a frustration too i get that right but I think maybe that's an expectation that I think people have of doctors and nurses in general. In general, Sometimes yeah. they come and they're like, fix me, you know, and yeah. they're mad when they can't just fix you immediately. So I think kind right. of that, yeah. uh, you know, if you have some of that experience at Dialogue, I feel like that's probably felt across the whole healthcare system if people just want like a quick fix, an immediate fix. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Very true. Mm. So as technology continues to evolve, what future developments or enhancements do you foresee for Dialogue? Yeah. Good question. I mean, we're always looking at, you know, how we can improve. What's that next piece? You know, expanding, I guess, like the base of our continuing care, because that's something that we take very seriously. Um, But, you know, just new features, new Mm. features to reinforce, uh, you know, our our integrated platform and kind of how that um, helps with like a healthcare journey. Uh, But part of that might even be into like wearables. So Mm. like devices, different connectivities. Uh, we're already seeing that on the wellness side of things, uh, you know, where we're uh, tracking certain things using uh, smartwatches. But I see that even going, even going further. Um, I'm excited to see, you know, what's next for for Dialog and, you know, where where we're headed. I think that you know there are some really great minds at the helm, and I'm happy to be part of that that team. And uh, yeah, I mean, healthcare is is such a a personal thing. And, you know, when it comes down to it, I think that, um, you know, we are not looking to ever replace a public system. Like, we love 
that we mm-hmm. can come alongside a public system. I think our model is really best positioned to do that. Mm-hmm. Like we are not a draw on finances to the government. We are not a draw on um, you know anything when it comes to the public system. We really do supplement. And you know I do see that that maybe just being pushed into more. Uh, we're seeing that across Canada in uh, certain places, and I think that you know it can only uh, only grow. So I'm really pleased about that, and yeah, I think that you know the future's bright. That was another reason that it was just like this is not going anywhere. It's only going to grow, and uh, hopefully just help more and more people. More good positive stories to come out of it for right. sure. Yeah. yeah, and I mean I'm just curious too. Is your team is it gonna is it growing? Like uh, I noticed at least on your on your website that you were hiring a nurse practitioner out here in Nova Scotia. So yeah, how, how is your team growing? Yeah, for sure. So there's a lot of different positions on uh, online um, and we're certainly intentional about growing. Mm-hmm. So I think what you're gonna see too is that as you know, the buying happens out here, uh, we do have some incredible logos in this region. And as we add to those, we want to maintain those service levels. Mm-hmm. So we will be adding practitioners, team members to facilitate that. Um, when we look at, you know, across Canada, some of the hiring that we're doing, whether that's on, you know, the account executive side of things or if in, it's into, you know, operations, uh, we're, we're a growing company, which is, it's fun. It's a, it's a fun company to work for. And I guess the phrase that I've used with people when I've been describing it is that dialogue is the type of company that puts their money where their mouth is. Like they really do, like whatever cliche you want to insert here, they practice what they preach, whatever. Um, they take their employees' wellness seriously. And um, I feel that. I feel cared about as an employee. And yeah, I'd recommend it to people. I love to hear that. Yeah. That is so important that you feel that way and you can come on and, and say stuff like that. So um, we love that they're living their values, you know? Um, totally. Yeah. That's great. So I think that's the the end of our questions here. Yes. I think we'll at this point we'll just kind of open the floor to you to finish things off with anything you want to add or you know exciting things coming up that you want to pitch. So it's over to you. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, just thankful for the opportunity to come in and chat. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm here to help. Like if organizations are looking for someone to come alongside them to help um, with health outcomes, you know, when it comes to absentee issues, when it comes to you know just providing that support. There's a really cool stat that uh, that we have from some of our satisfaction scores. And it's not just that we have over a 90% satisfaction score. It's that 90% of employees feel like their organization cares about them by providing a platform like this. And That's huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. A, that's a really cool stat mm-hmm. to, to be able to pull out of your back pocket. Totally. And, um, you know, I... Just want to help with that. I literally, like, I think that's the biggest piece for me. I think that that's been the recognition of, um, of dialogue as a whole, and even leadership is to look at the East Coast and to say, "Wow, like, if you can come in and you can offer something out of a genuine and authentic, like, spot of coming alongside people and genuinely wanting to help with their health, mm-hmm. um, then it's." Uh, it's a kind of a cool partnership to go into, like mm. someone who's trying to improve it, someone that is trying to provide resources for their employees. Um, I'm just here to help with that. So, you know, however, somebody may want to get in contact with me, you know, just even through our site, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, I'll send them a, a reel two weeks later. <laughs> um, 
but <laughs> anything incentive. else gets back a, to pretty quick. That's a good incentive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, perfect. I mean, it's a it's a big job. It's an important job. So thank you for all the work that you do, and thank you once again for coming on the podcast. It's been a really great discussion. Yeah, we love this. Thank you both. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to All Hands on Tech. Interested in learning more? Visit us on our website at www.digitalnovascotia.com. We'll see you next time. This has been a Podstarter production. production.